Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District, episode 9999 here in the house. I'm Nathan, that's the stoner, and that's Trev. And we've got a great show for you today as it's Sunday Night Football. We're looking forward to it. We're going to be at the game. We'll be there with Ethan in the red zone lot beforehand and up in a suite after that. So make sure you check us out. Hit us up. We'd love to see you if you happen to be there. Uh, it should be good times for Washington. Not to spoil too much from the game here, uh, at least from my side. We'll get those two's takes uh, when we get to the game about the game. In the cool down, we'll be doing our game predictions, our dollar dollar bets, and so on. Uh, maybe even some debate on when we can start tailgating because some people are afraid of the cold. Afraid of the cold or 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 old and afraid of the cold. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the cool down here on the warm up. Uh, we're going to be talking some of the extracurricular activities that happen to be going on with Washington. Uh, we're going to keep that short and we'll be moving along uh, because honestly, it's really not that important uh, because we knew going into this. Of course, I'm talking about the sale of the team. Some news, more news came down from that. Uh, of course, kind of in conjunction with the fact that Dan Snyder did not join Tanya or uh, Jason Wright in Dallas, where the owners are currently meeting. What do you guys make of first of that aspect? Start with you, Stoner. Dan not being at the owners' meetings and only mm -hmm. Tanya and I think Jason was there as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, Tanya and Jason. Right. Huh. Little pun there for you. Um. So, ah, Dan not being there. Good. He doesn't deserve to be there. He doesn't belong there. He's made it clear that he's going to be out. He's got enough going on, enough scrutiny going on with him, so he doesn't belong there at the uh, owners' meetings. Happy that he's not there. Has he been to any of the last few meetings over the last few years? Because for a while he was suspended, and then he wasn't suspended, and we didn't know it, and he still wasn't there. I don't know. I, I'm okay with him not being there. I think we're all okay with him not yeah. being there and the sale of the team, but Trav, what do you make of – his uh, his ghosting after the announcement of the sale of the team. You got Bank of America news coming up uh, shortly. What do you what do you make of that? He's a keyboard gangster. The only time he showed his face is when he was quote unquote responsible for hiring Ron Rivera. The Happy Thanksgiving speech. Mm -hmm. Other than that, he's a keyboard gangster. Whenever he just puts out notes, he puts out statements, has his team do it, and then he just goes away and rides off into the sunset, quote unquote. So. Mm. He should be there. He's the owner of the team. He should be held accountable for even being at the meeting because it's an owner's meeting. Jason Wright's not an owner. Tyler Snyder is co-owner. They're so, definitely there answering questions, though. Oh, for they're, sure. They're, they're having. They're taking. Dan is is dodging the rest of the owners uh, in yeah. person. They can always get a hold of him if they want, but he he seems to be dodging them in person. You know, but Stoner, like you said, he was suspended, not suspended, and hasn't made any of the meetings uh, since that came down. Um, he, I, and I wouldn't say necessarily he's a keyboard gangster because he doesn't do any of it himself, but he, he, he is, he's not like a lawyer gangster. He's mm -hmm. just like, you say something bad about me. I'm going to stick my lawyers on you. So hope, we don't have any money, Dan. So don't come after us. But he does uh, love Dallas because he was there for the game. So I'm, it is kind of surprising. He's not we, there. For we know that he can, he he's can probably there. He's just like, Jerry, I'm, 
I'm playing hooky. I, I got <laughs> COVID. I can't go. COVID. So there's a couple of things here in the chat we want to address. First, here's Smitty Jr. Why do you guys think all the chatter about selling the team died down so fast? And that's one of the aspects I, I led into this is this selling of the team was announced. Yeah. But we're not actually going to, this team's not going to sell for months. We're probably, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, don't, don't buckle in and get so excited to this thinking that he's going to be gone after the playoffs. That's not what's going to happen. We're right. likely going to start the next league year with Dan Snyder as the owner. Probably, which is not uh, good. No, no. I was I mean, not good. In, in a lot of ways, it's not good, especially if you're trying to sign free agents and you don't know who the owner is, you don't know who's making the decisions, the Washington Nationals are going through that right now. They're in the process of being sold, and nobody knows really who's calling the shots. And Mike Rizzo, the GM, is not signing anybody because he doesn't have uh, you know, he doesn't have a budget to be able to say, this is how much you've got, now go put a team together. He's just signing you know, a, a guy here, a guy there, guys who don't – minor league deals and, and smaller contracts that he knows we can fit into – normal budget that's not good when it comes to free agency next year if he's still the owner or it's still processing the sale but i agree it's not going to be until sometime mid next year probably which go ahead trev so i go see the former restaurant bar i used to work at southern end on sunday nights to see the old staff and have some dinner sitting there and a local uh fire marshal sat down fire chief sat down next to me he knows i'm a commander's fan said in a group chat oh his commander's fan friend said uh, an announcement in february is supposed to be coming about the sale of the team hmm. and he said i don't know what that means but normally that's the guy where he talks to me about the commanders he's right so i was like okay like i don't know i mean that's just sitting as a rumor but if that happens the announcement happens in february do we still enter the same league year with dan snyder because it's going to take a long time for the new person to come in and for that all to get settled or how does that happen? So once I think once the sale gets approved and everything, that part's going to go quickly. The problem is, Mm -hmm. is kind of the lead in and then the song and dance of of the money and the competition that's going to be within buying it. And, and, and I know people want us to talk football. We are definitely going to get to the football aspect to it, but this does affect the product on the field. Like Stoner was mentioning next year, if we go in with Dan Snyder as the owner selling the team, which right now, Bank of America, the the sources people are having on this say, you know, the the verbiage is going to come out. It's not going to tell you whether or not it's a piece of the team or all of the team, but it's going to be all of the team mm-hmm. is what the what the sources are saying right now from Bank of America. And the reason why that impacts is because if he's still the league owner, but this team is going to be sold, those free agents that mentioned, you're going to have Ron Rivera, even if he goes zero and four here in the next four games, and you know we want a fresh start it's not going to happen next season because you're not going to you're not going to fire a coach hire a new coach when the new regime is going to be coming in right and so you're going to have a lot of kind of that same limbo going mm-hmm. on next season, which we don't want to see but unfortunately that's what we're going to have to put up with if we want to get rid of dan and that's why it, it that's why it's still kind of important to talk about it i know the news kind of died down after it was pushed out because there's no news to be had. Yeah, not going news, to news is starting to trickle back, but it's because of the league meetings. It's because mm-hmm. Dan didn't show up in Dallas. It's because Tanya and uh, Jason did. It's because the Bank of America news is going to be coming out uh, soon. So mm-hmm. that's why those things end up getting talked about. And, and why we're and it's also about because now. of winning. When you're yeah, winning, winning, nobody worries about, nobody mm-hmm. talks about that off the field stuff. Nope. Or 
you know, you don't you don't put it on your list of things to do or sources to talk to when when you're winning because winning is so good. You just want to talk all about the winning, but when you're losing, then you're going to start digging on on your sources to find out what's going on with the sale and what's going on with why isn't Dan there and all that other stuff. But winning helps. Winning winning helps quiet all that stuff as well. But I, I agree that the the biggest part is just that there's no news because it's just a whole thing that has to has to go through. It's not like selling your house. It's not like selling your car. It's so much more complicated than yeah, that. Yeah, it's a longer process. Yeah, it's a much longer process. No matter what happens, though. Well, let's move into the football football aspect of it. Before mm-hmm. we get to the actual game here, we did just have the bye week, and you're talking about winning. It sure as heck felt like we won that bye week. Yeah, yeah. Some, some people didn't quite like the term, but I mean, when you go from eight to six without having to play a game, that's a victory in, in my book. Mm-hmm. Trev, where do you stand on winning the bye week? Two reasons. For that reason, one, we got right back in the playoff position without even having to go through a roller coaster of a game on Sunday <clears throat> that we'd have done every season for the past few years. And second, it gave us a chance to be healthy without mm-hmm. having to use our depth pieces that might be not as healthy as our starters had to fill in for them because they're not, you know, we got we had a chance to get everybody healthy and focused. So I loved it. Moving into playoff position without playing a game and resting up and healing up. It's perfect, perfect time. Yep. I agree. There's There was – so much of an advantage everywhere, everywhere. The Giants not only lost the game, oh yeah, but they lost uh, uh, an NFC East game. Yeah, yeah. A so that game, that's, a that's conference game. We get to we get to play the team we just played and saw play again. So right. it's two advantages. So. There's there's no new sort of um, game prep that you have to do because you've mm-hmm. already done it. So when those guys had that time off and got away for a little bit. It's not like they came back to a whole new, okay, now let's start talking about San Francisco. No, now it's you got to start dealing with uh, the Giants, which you just did. Yeah. So nothing, it's nothing new so that you can come back focused. You can come back fresh. You can come back feeling good about your playoff position that happened while you're gone. The Giants got their butts kicked up and down the field by a divisional foe. Mm-hmm. Seattle lost to a terrible Carolina team, and you just went from boop, 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 right up the playoff ladder into a, an excellent position in the number six spot for now, and it can it can get better. It can get worse too, but it can I, get I, I, think, I think the I think the important thing, Stoner, where we're moving up to the sixth seed on the bye week. When mm-hmm. we entered the bye week, we talked about how technically speaking this team is not in control of its own destiny because they're on the outside looking in now if they won the games they should be in but now in the sixth seed all they have to do is stay all they have to do is keep winning they literally are now in control of their destiny and that is an important aspect leading into this game against the giants in these last four games three against nfc opponents two against division opponents those games are going to be very important, and it's mm-hmm. going to be pretty exciting. And I'm hoping fans are packed there at FedEx Field on Sunday because I'm excited so. to see that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be pretty packed there. Unfortunately, it means Sky Bar is going to be pretty empty. That's one of our sponsors. Make sure if you're ever in the Lexington, Virginia area, you head on down to Sky Bar and see our man Trev. All you have to do is mention Ref the District. Your first drink is on us. 
Make sure you take advantage of that if you happen to be in that area. We got lots of people in the chat. Michael, Daniel, Smitty Jr., Command D's, Cam Mingo in the house. Good to see you. The comedian is in there as well. Gus Bus, of course. Uh, HT. HT brings this up. I did not see this, but this is a reason why people don't like PFF. Uh, he HT is asking oh, us, uh, did we see or talk about the PFF grade for Deron Payne being 59.2? Yeah. Is that a season grade? Well, that's yeah. what I asked. I asked him to clarify if that was a season grade or if it was the game against the Giants. The tie against Either the Giants. Either way, it's still wrong because he was killing. He was this beast against the Giants. Well, yeah. So one of the things, like, he's definitely been doing amazing work and something that I think that we are all very excited about, and he's going to end up getting paid some big money on. That being said, is he is inconsistent. You're going to have – think about Barry Sanders a little bit. Barry Sanders is going to get you one of these electric plays, but then he's also going to have some of these negative plays – and you just remember those great plays. And he, Barry Sanders is, of course, an anomaly because he had more great plays than negative plays. Deron Payne kind of is that way. He's going to have some of these very, you know, disruptive plays. But then there's going to be some of the plays where he's just okay. Mm. And so that's where I think that he's a 50. That's where I think he's getting rated as a 59. I'm not saying that he's a 59. Mm. I'm trying to bring it up to see whether or not it's uh, – um, HT just said that that's a, a 2022 grade, so that's for the whole year. But I would like to see where that ranks with defensive tackles. Overall. 59th over 125 for def- interior defensive linemen. That's interesting. I'm, you know, teams are going to use that against him when they're in mm-hmm. the ne- negotiation uh, for a new contract when he's going to be asking for 18 to 20 million a year, which he's going to get. So keep that in mind when. When he goes and signs somewhere else, which he probably will, it's because he's going to command eighteen to twenty million dollars a year, because uh, uh, Allen is not even getting that. But Deron Payne is going to get that because that's what the market is now. So yeah, he's, he's probably going to say goodbye to Deron Payne. Yeah, I mean they pro- they might try franchising him, but then you're paying him eighteen twenty million anyways off yeah. of off of that. Uh, for the record, Jonathan Allen's grade eighty one point seven, good for tenth. Mm. Uh, out of that's interior a, defensive that's linemen. That's interesting. That's very interesting. But uh, we all know his worth, his value to this team, uh, and it's not fifty nine point two percent or whatever fifty nine point two grade. He's much better player than that. We've all seen it year in and year out, uh, and especially this year, he's had a great year. We all want him back. There's no doubt about that. I just don't think the team's going to be able to afford him because they're not coming back with uh, a quarterback making two million dollars a year like your backup is making right now. now and you're not paying $35 million a year for a quarterback either, but you're going to pay somebody probably in the $30 million range. And that's going to leave no room for to no play quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to have to, you it's can't, we, we talked about this uh, last week or whatever. You, you can't waste this offensive talent that you have right now. When you have Dotson, Samuel, McLaurin. But who are we going to go get to pay that's worth $30 million outside of Carson Wentz? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I've got a lot of theories and a lot of guys I wouldn't mind having. I don't want anybody else. But, but you can't you can't go in with Taylor Heineke slash Sam Howell slash um, who's the other guy from North Carolina who's coming out this year? Um, the quarterback. Drake, or something Drake, like that. Drake yeah. Murray, baby. Right? I mean, you can't. 
you can't go into camp with QB. You can do whatever you want, as the guys say. Yes, you I can. Mean, you can do whatever you want, but you're you're gonna, gonna everyone's keep, gonna get fired. And this is way off subject, but we're gonna keep Howe, let Taylor go, and keep Carson, and bring in a third quarterback next year. Well, I don't think they're gonna keep Carson. I there's nobody well, else. They're gonna cut him because they're not paying that kind of money. And then for we'll him, bring him back. That is all talk for mm. well after the fact. I want to try to keep it to right now. Right? Back to me, Nathan. Well, See how it went from saying Deron Payne is going to be gone next year into yeah, yeah, who's that, quarterback in next every, year. Everyone yeah. wants to talk quarterback. We're we are six <laughs> one and one, and Stoner is going to be the first one to tell us you got to stay with Heineke. So oh let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about future quarterbacks down the road. Okay. Let's 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 get ourselves talking Stoner, about some of the games trouble. there. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it looks like it was answered there. Uh, Michael, that uh, 87.3 is Montez Sweat's PFF. That's wow. good for seventh out of 121 edge rushers. Wow. wow. So pretty good there. Guess what? HT, real quick, you know, Ridgeway cannot replace Deron Payne. <laughs> He's good, but he cannot replace Deron no, Payne. No, absolutely not. And by the way, Montez Sweat's got to get paid too. You got to pay Montez Sweat. You got to pay Cole Holcomb. You got no, to pay. Hey, wait, whoa! Well, you, you don't have to pay. pay I'm let's, saying let's back wait. Yeah, there's gonna you have to replace have to Cole. Take him out that yeah, there's, yeah, there's. You know what I'm saying? You, if you don't pay him, sure. you gotta you gotta pay somebody for for that position. Maybe you go with a rookie or whatever. But these are all guys who are gonna be sitting out there that you're gonna have to pay. And so I just don't think you're gonna have the room for Deron Payne because you got to go get offensive linemen. You've got to go get offensive line, like and you've got to get a quarterback. So that's just that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that's what I they're think, thinking. Oh, never mind. Nathan, let's just go because I have another Let, theory. On yeah, this. let's move. Yeah, we're gonna. This is this is a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm gonna do, do it again. Down. You to do it again. I said I said Deron Payne. I brought it back to Deron Payne. Oh, why don't we just spend next year getting a bunch of one year rentals because the ownership is switching, and then the year after that we they might have to. Yeah, they they might have to. Have but to. that is a question for the off season, which is going to be delayed for Washington. Because right. Washington's going to go to the playoffs, and it all starts this Sunday with a victory against the Giants. That's coming up here on The Game. The Game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers running.